Our first guest on Sunday Extra today is the Prosecutor General of Ukraine. Andriy Kostin took up that post in July 2022, five months after Russia invaded his country. Before that, Mr Kostin was a member of Ukraine's parliament, representing President Volodymyr Zelensky's Servant of the People Party. Now he has the immense task of pursuing legal accountability for the huge number and vast range of crimes committed in Ukraine in a time of war. Andriy Kostin joins you now from Kyiv. Prosecutor General, welcome to Sunday Extra. Hello. Your office says that as at the 12th of July, there are over 97,000 incidents registered in the category of war crimes or the crime of aggression. You've also said that 219 people have been indicted and 53 have been sentenced so far by Ukrainian courts. What can you tell us about the cases that have been prosecuted so far? Actually, my office is leading investigations in three main directions. First is the war of aggression. And we have a group of prosecutors who are prosecuting the political and military leadership of Russian Federation who started, initiated, inspired, and conducted the aggressive war against my country. Second is a big case of genocide, genocidal intent and genocidal acts or actions of uh, Russian army against Ukrainians. And one of the most, most vivid examples of genocide is, of course, forced deportation, abduction of Ukrainian children. And they are forced changing of their families, changing of mm. their national identity. And uh, yes, they're forced adoption in, uh, in Russia, uh, especially those who are very young and especially those who were taken forcibly from orphanage uh, facilities um, in Ukraine. And third direction is other war crimes. And they include not only killing of civilians and destroying of the civil objects and critical civil infrastructure. We also have thousands of cases which relates to the war crimes committed during the occupation. You all know such names as Bucha, Irpin, Borodyanka, Izum, Kherson. And in all of these cities, in all of these regions, we have witnessed tremendous number of practically all types of war crimes, which you can imagine, including torture, uh, including sexual violence, including pillage and looting on, on massive scale. And you mentioned already 53 sentenced Russian perpetrators. This is the result of our work during the war. This war is unique because we are not only documenting war crimes during the ongoing full-scale invasion, we also prosecute them and we also put Russian perpetrators before trial in Ukraine and convict them by Ukrainian courts. Another aspect of the war investigation, which is, if not unique, then certainly a leading area, is the investigation of war crimes against the environment, including, I understand, 15 cases of ecocide. Could you tell us about those? You know, we are the first, if we compare all previous wars and conflicts, we are the first who pay attention to the crimes against the environment. Because for many decades, environment was treated as a silent victim of war. We understood that we can't leave the situation like it was before. 
So we created a special group of prosecutors and investigators who are investigating and prosecuting crimes against environment. And it's not only the destruction of land, it's not only destruction of our forests and uh, destruction of our harvests, it's also pollution of our water. It's also killing of a lot of animals. You know, the thousands killed dolphins in Black Sea. But the most dramatic and the most, uh, the, the biggest environmental crime committed by Russians was, of course, the blast of Kakhovka Dam, which caused enormous flooding throughout several regions uh, of Ukraine. And it caused also enormous pollution not only the river water, but also the, the Black Sea, because the flooding included a big number of industrial objects uh, in Kherson region. It also destroyed several cemeteries uh, in the region. It also destroyed storage facilities of different type of not only oil, not only gasoline, it's also uh, chemicals which were stored in different places uh, before and which were flooded. And everything was in the river. And then the river flowed this, um, all this pollution to the Black Sea. So we understand that this um, case is the biggest uh, case of uh, environment pollution. And I would say intentional environment pollution on the Ukrainian yes. territory. Yes, and the, the evidence of the damage caused by that dam break is dramatic and obvious. I suppose the question is, who specifically would be prosecuted for that crime and in what forum? Of course, uh, we have information about potential perpetrators who are the uh, representatives of uh, Russian armed forces. It's important for us also to establish and to prove the chain of command. And for this, uh, uh, we have, I would say, the biggest group of investigators and prosecutors in Ukrainian history. We have uh, more than 170 prosecutors and 208 investigators. And part of their work, of course, is to identify the perpetrators who committed this crime and also to establish the chain of command. It will take time, definitely, because this was not a vivid crime which was conducted uh, on, the, on the surface, let's say, like this. It was, it was done from inside uh, the, the dam. And uh, it was well prepared from our point of view. That's why we uh, now analyze uh, um, a lot of uh, information which we uh, receive from all, um, uh, including all intelligence uh, authorities um, uh, from Ukraine. And we also ask for, for such information from our partner states, let, let's say like this. I also informed the International Criminal Court, the Office of Prosecutor Karim Khan, about this incident the same day. And his team was with me in uh, the regions which were which suffered from this uh, ecocide crime. They were with me on third day after the blast of Kachovka Dam. On RN, we are speaking with Andrei Kostin, Prosecutor General of Ukraine. And Andrei, uh, when you started this job, you said that your other top priority, along with prosecuting crimes related to the war, is the fight against the internal enemy of corruption. What's the range of conduct that you are having to confront in that area and what progress have you made? I would say that this fight is ongoing and uh, we uh, allocate additional resources in order to combat corruption uh, in all levels, from elite corruption uh, to medium and low level, 
And from my point of view, uh, the combination of both fights is extremely important. While fighting elite corruption, like uh, recent cases uh, of corruption of the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court of Ukraine, several members of the parliament, we have uh, several fresh cases during last two weeks of bribery and of fraud uh, from different members of the parliament. We have cases against deputy ministers of different ministries, deputy minister of infrastructure, and of course, which is very difficult actually to accept the deputy minister of defense for embezzling of uh, budgetary funds for um, procurement of uh, equipment. Uh, it was not military ammunition, it was ammunition like equipment for, for our servicemen. And uh, this deputy minister, uh, together with head of uh, the procurement department of uh, the Ministry of Defense, are now in custody. Our prosecutors, actually, during this year, we have captured on uh, corruption, actually on bribery, eight uh, prosecutors uh, by our uh, internal inspection, which is a very great signal that uh, Ukraine, which is led by our president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, so we committed to rid of corruption in all levels. But when I mentioned that we are also fighting corruption in communities, this is extremely important because the elite corruption uh, fighting elite corruption is important, I would say very frankly, for our political movement uh, towards the European Union accession, because we value yes. European values. Uh, I will mention also a very important case, uh, which took me uh, six months or our team six months to capture. It was the group of, of officials of sanitary authorities. You know that in order to export grain, and you know how important is export of grain from Ukraine to feed the countries who has a real threat of hunger. And these people, uh, it was actually in Odessa, in my home city, they established a system when they took 40 American cents bribe for every ton of exported grain. Otherwise, they denied to issue these uh, phytosanitary certificates. And it took us six months to document this group. Now they are, all of them are in the custody. The scale of the challenges that you face is truly massive. Prosecutor General, you mentioned your cooperation with the ICC. Uh, the International Criminal Court can't prosecute the Russian leadership, though, for the crime of aggression because Russia is not a party to the Rome Statute. What would be needed for a prosecution of Russian leadership for the crime of aggression to occur? Um, that's why you're absolutely right that the ICC, who could be the best forum uh, to prosecute the crime of aggression, but due to legal um, restrictions, uh, it cannot be done. It took us a lot of time to persuade our like-minded uh, countries, partners, that we need to establish a special legal instrument on international level to prosecute the crime of aggression, because the crime of aggression is a leadership crime. So we are fighting for special international tribunal to prosecute the crime of aggression. And last week, the first step to build the case on the crime of aggression against the highest military and political leadership of Russia, including incumbent President Putin, the first step was done in The Hague when we opened the International Center for the Prosecution of the Crime of Aggression, where Ukrainian prosecutors, together with the prosecutors of the other joint investigation team member states, and God knows when and where the highest level of perpetrators would be accountable on international level. Our job is to prepare everything. Our main experts on international level who help us 
who were young prosecutors at the ICTY and other tribunals or young investigators and who started to collect evidences against perpetrators in that wars and conflicts. They never imagined that those whom they are prosecuting will appear at the dock of tribunal or the international court. Then they told me this, that it's important to prepare the case. Maybe at some day the perpetrators would be put on trial. Andre Kostin, thank you so much for speaking with us on RN. Thank you. Andre Kostin is the Prosecutor General of Ukraine. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.